When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another Copy Podcast. And we're a bit later than usual. We're usually the instant match reaction, but we've been a bit busy flying around the country and Jay's been busy in the kitchen making me some steaks and whatever. So uh, we thought we'd do it now. And um, yeah, have a little chat about yesterday's boss, an actual boss, boss win, a 3-0 away win at Carroll Road. And uh, three of the front four scored as well, uh, Jota, Bobby and Salah. So it was a good day all around. But before we get stuck into it, I just want to ask you how you felt before the game jade like in terms of like team news and i mean was you how, what was your general feeling going into it was you was you excited and then once you seen the team news did that kind of be was that escalated or were you a bit disappointed with the starting 11 or um well it's different for me a little bit mate because I've, I've said this to you many times the last couple of weeks that i just wasn't excited for the season i just don't know yeah. what it was it just it hadn't got me but when i saw the lineup and i was like do you know what? I'm buzzing now. Not because of the, the team, obviously. I, you know, there was a little bit of like um, eyebrow raising, shall we say, especially when we looked at that midfield. Because um, obviously Fabino, but we sort of had an inkling that Fabino, the longer the day went on, that he might not make it because of he's not had a full preseason. Which again is fair enough. Um, so yeah, I was it. I was just I was buzzing for it. But I still think that it was a team that was good enough to beat Norwich. So I was still confident of getting the three points. Yeah, I think that was the thing when, I mean, me, me uh, Matt and Tim were on the preview show and we were talking about, like, is Van Dijk going to um, start? And I was just, I wasn't convinced at all. I just thought that with Klopp's comments about um, that they're ready, but he wouldn't, he was not prepared to make a, a substitution mm. in that area in-game. I just thought, I mean, I, I just couldn't see it. But the fact that he did, I think it was, a, it, was a ni- it was a surprise, but it was a nice surprise, weren't it? And the fact that he played the 90 as well was was massive for, 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 for us and for him. Yeah, regardless of the result, um, whether we'd lost that game or not, if Van Dijk had got a full 90 out of it, everyone would just be like, oh my God, that's amazing. Because I'm telling you now, if there had been a part of it where he did 45, they'd be like, oh shit, he's not right. Or if even if he did 55 to 60, there'd be a point of, oh, he can't get past 60 minutes, what's going on? And then there'd be panic stations settling in. Yeah. But the fact that he got a 90 now is, for me, I don't have to worry about Van Dijk for the rest of the year now. Yeah, I think he, he did do really well, didn't he? There was obviously a couple of times where he's not quite at that level where he was, but he's it's it's unfair it to even, it's, it's unfair to even expect that, isn't it? I mean, those yeah. long ranking passes were there, and it was yeah, it was just nice to see him back in the starting level. It was. I, I was, mean, 
he still won three aerial duels. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, we still win it, winning balls. I mean, the Norwich don't play that type of football in terms of just throwing the ball up in the air for him to do that. But he still won three. I mean, I think there was only Mane that had won more of that. Do you know what I mean? So, but and obviously Mane comes from a forward line. So it's one of them things where defensively wise, he's, he's done his job because Joel Matic won two aerial duels as well. So it's, it's one of them where you just think, right, Matip and Van Dijk are back together again and it was so nice to see and just on Matip as well I know you were buzzing nothing wasn't you you were texting there and just saying like how good it was to, to see him back when he's fit and he's playing he's one of the best in the league he is he really is and I mean I put a tweet up today and there was a few a few eye raised uh, replies to it which I did reply to cheekily which I probably shouldn't have but I did um, and I, I think what I was getting at really was that, like you just said, when he's on form and, and when his body allows it, he's one of the best. I wasn't saying that it was like the best performance ever. There was times where Norwich got did get in behind, and if Matip and Van Dyke were a hundred percent or maybe fully, fully mm. on song like they, they have been in the, in previous years, then maybe that doesn't happen. But they were, yeah, they were just really. It was just really good to see those two back together and that that partnership, which has done so well for us. And having having Gomez and Canate on the bench is just that's just a cheat code, isn't it? Just having that many good players in that area. But in terms of the midfield, then obviously you said like we, it wasn't really a surprise when you went in hindsight when you look back at it that Fabinho didn't play, but Millie mm-hmm. started in like CDM, and then there was Kater and Ox, and he decided of him, which is you wouldn't have ever thought that, would you? Maybe like. Six weeks I ago, just, that Ox and Kate about that. It's true. Mate. I just, first of all, I'm going to take it out. I just love it when you break it down and you go CDM. I just love it. Oh, lightning, lightning striking. Um, I love it when you when you say CDM. It just it doesn't have to make me make me laugh. Um, but yeah, that's, you know you, you're right. The, the FIFA in me, probably. It's a champ, <laughs> champ manager in it. Let's go, champ, champ manager. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you, you're right, mate. It was eyebrow raising, but I understood it. I understood why Millie. Millie started um, because it was just giving us that if Fabinho can't play then it gives us that little bit of grit in midfield especially because Hendo wasn't playing so I, I understood it um, again the Cater thing I understood because he, again he was very very good in pre-season and we'd all saw, saw this side of Cater where we were like oh this is the Cater we bought this is the it's that whole saga of this is the £50 million player this is this this and that but you know Cater you know out of the 17 tackles that we had in that game Cater won six of them so again, it's one of them things yeah. where you think, right, well, Kate was playing very, very well. He he'd done well, he did justified his position. Ox didn't, I'll be honest, he, I, I was very disappointed in his performance. I thought mm-hmm. again, that was another opportunity for him where he, he wants to play in midfield and he didn't really do it. And Harvey Elliott came on to replace him and then he did more in, in, in that time than Ox did in the in the time he was on the pitch. So yes, yeah, so that was a bit disappointing. But again, that midfield was good enough to beat to, to beat Norwich and control the game. Albeit, yeah, they did get at us a couple of times, so we were missing the likes of Hendo, we were missing the Fabino side of things. But I think off balance, um, with the way Cater played, you know, it wasn't, it didn't cause us that too many problems. And I think it was only when fatigue set in where Norwich really did start getting like chance after chance, and that was only in the final third. But by that time, the game was won anyway. Yeah. Oh, that anal- oh I've done myself for that analysis then, mate. I love that bit. Pulling <laughs> out these stats as well. Have to, you might have to do episode two, a stat show, yeah. So I'm fucking laughing on that, that 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 department as well. But yeah, I think I think in terms of like the sides of a of a three in midfield, I think we we know that those positions are quite. You've got to be structured. Like we, Ginny Van Alden done it, done it for years and done it to it to a team was the best best in the game at it. Just mm. kind of letting Robbo bomb on, and I think you've got to. Like Kater was on the left, wasn't he? Ox was on the right. You've got it. You can't really be bombing 
on that much. I mean, you, you can, but you've got to have other other quick cover and, and and make sure that yeah, you know, the people around you. And I don't think that midfield prop midfield three are probably at the stage where they can fully trust each other. Maybe in terms of knowing where they're going to be. Obviously, it's it's, it's all fine and well doing it on training field, but doing it in a Premier League match away from home in the first game of the season with fans in the stadium. It was always going to be a difficult to to show that. But I, I thought Kate had done really well. Like you said, getting stuck in, kept it nice and simple, kept us ticking over. A willing runner. He, he, I thought he'd done really well. Like I said, with Ox, yeah, maybe not his best game, but I think he's shown in preseason, hasn't he? That he that he's very um, he's very sharp. And then Javier Lee coming off the bench was um, was just the ice on the cake, really. But um, yeah, no, I think Norwich did do quite well, didn't he? I think, like you said, they were they were quite tardy at the back, and they would like those little triangle passes that they kept were the doing ball well. the keeper kept it really well. And I was like, wow, these are doing pretty well here, to be fair. But um, it, it took, I think, it was like twenty five minutes that we we got that first goal, and it was from one of their attacks where Van Dyke, <laughs> the Norwich fans, were screaming for a foul on on Pukki, which it was it literally weren't. He fell over. And then we kind of just struck from there, and a, a good ball by Trent into Salah. Probably a bit of fortune with the Salah touch going to Jota, but yeah. he was there, and that's that's what you want. You want that Jota the slaughter in the right position, and he's just yeah, it was it was a great finish, wasn't it? It was, mate, and and again, you know, Salah was definitely taking that touch to put it around the defender for yeah. take it for himself, which I, I love about Salah. I love those sorts of things, but again. You know, it, it, there's that selfishness from Jota, who's, who's that he knows he wants to be that man who wants to start games, and he justified, you know, the start because he got, he bagged himself a goal, and he was playing that middle where we've we've sort of wanted him to play. Yes, he's more of a of that left-handed sided wide player to come in and score goals and make those runs, but there's he's proved he can play in the middle in the absence of Bobby, um, and we do need that sort of, you know. Just biting a, a chance in the box striker, so a, a, a Torres, uh, you know, and Owen, that those types of people, a Fowler uh, type play, you know, the ones that are just gonna, <laughs> just gonna. Where's my plug? I need, I need Tim's plug. Um, yeah, we need what those types. We're screaming for that. Um, I think everybody wants us to sign somebody like that. And again, I agree with him. I'm not going to deny that. I still think we need a a, a goal scorer. Um, in that, but again, very pleased that Jota got one, and then we'll, we'll. I mean, we'll talk about the other goals anyway. But yeah, great finish from Jota, and pleased that he, he got the goal. Yeah, I think it was just it's just that instinct, isn't it? Which which he has got. I mean, Peplinder's every time you see like a like a Peplinder's diary or he does an interview, he's always raving about Jota, isn't he? Like very mm. quite vociferously, like he's always saying Jota has got like all the tools to be one of the best. I think because he's only twenty four still. It's crazy, like how good he could be, really, in a, in a couple more years' time when he's maybe adapted a little bit more to the um, to our style and whatever else. But yeah, that was. I mean, going into half time one nil, that was that was nice. Obviously, we had scored on twenty five minutes, then we had another twenty minutes to kind of see if we could get another. It didn't happen, but get one nil a half time in in the first game of the season away. With like I said, with fans in was um, was nice, and we all probably knew it wasn't going to be long until um, the cavalry was brought on Fabinho and. Um, Bobby, they both came on at sixty, but like um, <laughs> I think it was Chris Kelly in the comments on the uh, preview said like options FC or something, and it was definitely options FC when you can bring it, bring on Bobby and Fabinho on sixty minutes, isn't it? Oh, okay. I, I said that to the lads when I was watching it. I was like, that's a really nice substitution to have rather than trying to scrape the barrel, trying to find somebody to to bring on. And when you the fellow you bring off who's your goal scorer. And you bring on another fella who scores another goal. You're like, it's the per- it's the perfect substitution, is it? You know, you 
you, you try that yourself when you when you when you're growing up playing Championship Manager 2000 2001. You're bringing on Robbie Fowler after taking off Michael Owen and vice versa. And if one scored, the other one scores, you, you're fucking laughing. You think to yourself, I'm a fucking genius, and Klopp must be thinking that and thinking, yeah, I made the right choice in starting Jota because he's come on. But then Bobby's turned around and gone, well, do you know what, Klopp? I'm still fucking good enough to, in this team to start games. Yes, I've been at the Cop America, so thanks for not giving me the full 90, but I'm still going to bag myself a goal anyway. I'm fucking fair play to him as well because that's going to do his confidence a world of good because the one thing that everybody else, not Liverpool supporters, every other fucking fan base questions Firmino because of his lack of goals, but that will do him fucking no harm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I did say this in the preview show as well. Like, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking, I don't think it's like completely fair to com- to compare a Firmino to a likes of a a proper number nine because he's not he's not usually in those positions. Like I'm hoping we'll see that more this season and he can he can yeah. get to the levels of the 17, 18 season where he got like in the twenties. That'd be fucking I'd love that if he did that again. Yeah. But um, yeah he looked he just looked sharp, didn't he? Like he looked sharp in the um in the preseason games and and he looked sharp in the game and obviously it only took him four minutes and he bagged. So that was that was class. That was just a boss moment for him to get down. You could see the relief on his face when it when it when it went in. But uh, let's have, before we get on any further, let's have a little look through these comments because we've got quite a few. We've got we'll say hello to Yuki. We'll say hello to David. We've got John Moore in the comments saying you're not going to see the best of Van Dyke uh, before Christmas. I think just having him in the team helped everyone feel more comfortable. Spot yeah. on, John. Percent, uh, Yuki. Uh, uh, and also uh, as well, I'm seeing seeing John quite a lot in our streams as well. So John, thank you very much for for coming back and uh, and watching us, mate. Appreciate it. Go on, sorry, mate. Carry on. Legend. What Yuki say? Uh, Yuki just said, uh, so nice to have Virgil and Matip back together. John's in again yeah. with, if you think of the players, we still have to come into the team. And if Naby can stay fit, what a team we have. You Spot need to stop talking sense there, John. That's too much sense for, um, for <laughs> maybe not for, for YouTube, but for, so, for, for Twitter, definitely. But yeah. um, Dan's just put a comment in there. I know you've just replied to it in, in the comments, but he's just put, Jay, do you think the lack of excitement came from the cry arson in the fan base and media ruling is out personally? That's excited me even more. Yeah, no, I, again, I know I've just replied in the comments, mate. I didn't know whether you wanted to bring it up because we'd only just covered the second goal. We're not just discussed the third one, but we might as well just address Dan's comment now. Uh, and yeah, it was. I just, I wasn't excited for the season at all. Um, just basically since January, the amount of, you know, doing the podcast um, and doing, you know, the three shows for each game and it's every three days. And because we weren't doing very well, that wasn't getting me down, the fact that doing that. I mean, obviously, it will get me down because you, you want to see Liverpool winning games. But I couldn't stand the amount of negativity surrounding the club and having a go at every single player and having a go at the owners and some people having a go at Klopp. And it just it just snowballed into this. And it's still there now because of the transfer window hasn't shut yet and people haven't shut the fuck up about stuff. The fact that we haven't signed this person, we're not signed that person. It's people who don't understand the way the club works, the way money works. They just think it's a... You know, do you think it's Chandler from Friends when he goes up to Monica and says, when did you start crapping money? You know what I mean? It, it, it just doesn't <laughs> exist. So when I see that all the time, Dan, it really, it just really get me down. I just thought, you know what? Because I do this podcast all the time and I've got to be on Twitter to see what's going on and what people are talking about. I just thought I can't be asked. I really can't because it was fucking depressing me and I don't want to be depressed watching Liverpool. But <laughs> it went out, it went out the window when, uh, when we won 3-0 anyway. So, but Dan, you, you've got a, a very, very good point, mate. And honestly, if that's made Dan more excited, then I need to be more like Dan in that way. I need to be saying, do you know what? We're fucking one 3 without signing these extra players and we've still got a fucking great, great team. 
without signing these players and our best 11 still hasn't played together because Thiago hasn't been, he's, he's in our back 11 and that still hasn't played together. It's so fucking exciting and Dan's absolutely spot on. I need to stop being a miserable bastard. That's what I need to be. <laughs> No, no. I, well, I, I tend to agree with you because it's when you, like you said, you do these shows. You've got to be on Twitter and everything, and see the see the vibe and whatever. And even when like Liverpool won, like you look on the comments and it's like, well, why is why did you start Oxley Chamberlain? Well, that was a bad choice. And what Oxley Chamberlain stealing away? You just seen someone say, and I was literally about to type out a reply to it, and I never in the end. But it's just stuff like that where people are never, never satisfied like because we're not we're not buying players and whatever else but i'm sure if we need we needed them clock would and, that, and that's the thing he knows the squad better than anyone else so um so yeah let's let's get on to the third one and obviously we've the, the the salad goal and um it was just the icing on the cake wasn't it like um 15 minutes to go and he comes to the edge of the box and you just know it's gonna he's gonna rifle it top corner and i think it was just yeah to, to keep that um, that record going of um, opening day goals, I think that's five in a row now, and that's that's another the, a record breaker, another record broke by Mo Salah. And yeah, it's just he, he's an absolute machine, isn't he? Oh, I don't know what else we can say about it, mate. I really don't. There's, there's, yeah, it, it baffles me uh, how how fucking good um, this this fucking footballer is. It, it's crazy, and I'm so fucking happy that he plays for Liverpool. So happy. Yeah, he's just honestly, he's just he, he just seems to get better in a way. Like he just we, like we're so lucky to have enough. Just think it's one of them. Like we've said it for a while that we'd only probably um, appreciate him when he leaves, which is which is a shame because I, I don't think well, rival fans definitely don't see see how good he is. I, I mean, even even with the numbers he's been putting up in yeah. there. He knows how good he is. He knows yeah, how good he is. That fucking little video went viral on TikTok, didn't it? When he was <laughs> oh, yeah. doing some. He was doing some green screen thing and uh, someone shouted in the background, I've got you in my fantasy team. Well, and he went, well, yeah, so you should because I get you the most points every year. <laughs> he knows how fucking good he is. And do you know what? Fine. It's a bit like Bobby Firmino. Let people underappreciate him because that means no one's going to come knocking on the door for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we know, it's not, we know it's not happening now because Real Madrid can't fucking afford him because they're in fucking shit. Barcelona are in the fucking shit. And PSG are playing a fucking video game that hasn't even been invented yet. So they don't even fucking need Salah either. So it's uh, it's crazy. So I'm just fucking glad he's still with us. And you know what? Again, his performance yesterday was like, I need to hit the ground running because I want that fucking golden boot back. And I, I love that about him because he he know you know Salah gets a golden boot. We're in we're in a shout of finishing in the top four uh, and also a chance for for winning the league. So he knows by him being selfish like that, it's going to push us up that fucking table, which is amazing. I'm all for him being selfish like that. But again, there was an instance yesterday which I, I didn't not you don't usually see from Salah. I was expecting him to fucking clock it with his left foot into that far yeah. corner and he tried to square it and I was like, I didn't want to shout at him because I thought, I've been asking you to do that and when you do it, I don't need you to do it. And he's, exactly. he's yeah, so again, brilliant. If we can see that more of that from Mo, fantastic. And he deserved man of the match yesterday, which he did got. Yeah, did get. I mean, one one goal and two assists and I think, yeah, that, that moment was very bizarre because he's like, like I said, you just expect him to open, open up his body and curl that top corner and... He probably would have because he was he was in that he was in that funk, wasn't he? Where he, he probably would have just banged that top corner and moved him bang four 0 But I think he like someone put a tweet up saying, "Oh, maybe he was trying to set up Mane because I think Mane scored in like the last three opening days or something like that." I don't know. If he was trying to uh, get him on board with the opening day goal scoring um, consecutively, but um, yeah, it was just it was just nice because I think at two 0 it's a very risky scoreline, isn't it? 
I mean, that's yeah. probably a cliche Mick coming back out. But it, if they would have got one last five minutes, would have been squeaky bum time, wouldn't it? We would have been like, fucking hell, let's get Canate on the fucking big, big <laughs> bastard at the back to head stuff away. But well, yeah, it just kind it, of settled it, everyone it nearly, down, wouldn't it? It did settle everyone down, mate. And, you know, the, the stars must be aligned because we're talking there about the last five. We're talking about keeping a clean sheet. And look who's just joined in the comments. Tomo. The real fat Allison. So <laughs> now we need to talk about Allison and his fucking Napoli-esque save. So, mate, fuck me, what a save that was. Yeah. And then another one after when he palmed it away. Jesus Christ. I just yeah. I thought that was it. We've conceded. But it, no. As soon, yeah, as soon as it went in, I was like, yeah, it's a goal. It's, like, it's, it's too close for him to save that. But he's just, yeah, great save. And then to get up that quick and... <laughs> the way he slapped it at the end just made me chuckle. I was watching it in the pub, just a proper like get away. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just that like have it's, like we said with Van Dyke, it's, it's a presence. But having Allison there is also because he's he's a massive bastard, but he's also proper agile. He's like a cat, and he's just like yeah. There was times where he was his distribution was on point as well. Like I remember a raking ball from at a, like a half volley to Jota in like the second half, or or might have been the yeah, first half, yeah, yeah. It was defensive like, attack straight away, wasn't it? It's stuff like that that maybe he hasn't had the confidence maybe to do as much, but because I think last year maybe obviously he lost his dad and whatever else, so yeah. couldn't expect anything from him really. The fact that he was still True. playing, and the fact that he scored that goal against West Brom was a was a miracle. But he's got that ability to play out with with his feet, and I think maybe we'll hopefully we see more of a return to that this year. But yeah, let's um, let's have a look at through the rest of the comments we've got, John. In with another comment, uh, love Mo, but what you guys think about what his agent put out yesterday? Do you see that? That was like a proper cryptic tweet. I can't even remember what it said. I mean, John might be able to remember. I, 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 ho- I, I hope they're watching. Oh, that was it. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, he always he seems to always do that, doesn't he? When even when like the Salah contract talks were going on, I think it was he was putting out little. I think he put like a he tweeted a dot or something, and it's like, what are you doing? Mm. Like Salah just needs to text them and go. It's, yeah, his agent is a bit of a blurt, isn't he? He is a bit of a blurt. He, he, I mean, a lot of agents who have high-profile um, high profile players like that, they've got that fucking egotistical, haven't they? I mean, Keir Jarabshin is one of the biggest fucking tools in terms of um, agents I've ever I've ever seen in my life, especially over the Coutinho stuff. Um, but yeah, I just think it's one of the things, because we've not offered him a new deal yet, but which we will. I just think it's being built right now. I just think it's happening. Um, I don't know if it if it means anything else. I don't know, but I do think Mo will uh, will get offered a new deal from Liverpool. I do think it will. Yeah, and I think I'm, obviously you, you said before, like even Thiago didn't play yesterday, but Hendo wasn't even in the squad yesterday. So that's just crazy that those two weren't even involved, and we still we still did really well in that first game. But I think. Klopp said about Hendo, didn't he? I think it was two days ago that it looks like it, he said it, it will get sorted. So that's a promising sign, isn't it? That um, obviously this all this whole shit with Hendo about his contract and whatever over the over the um, last couple of weeks has been flying around. Hopefully that will get sorted because the longer that lingers on, it's just yeah, it's not good, is it? That you don't want your talisman to be um, not not no. signing a new contract even do, if he is thirty one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you, do you know what, mate? Though, mate, as well. We've seen it in the past, haven't you? When it when a it goes on a contract talk and it goes on longer than it than it needs to. And we've also it's also calmed down in terms of if if Hendo's going to another club and if if Salah's going to the club, there's none of that talk. There's usually a fucking dickhead journal out there that will fucking piss up a story to cause drama. 
usually it's it's leaked by an agent or a friend of an agent or something like that to, to cause the unrest which will call cause the fucking talk to carry out there's been none of that which is why i'm very very confident henderson will not leave and salah won't leave so for that that doesn't keep me up at night absolutely fine yeah i mean because van dyke sanders trent's got his allison fabinho obviously they're just staggering them over a number of weeks so if if hendo can get the the next one then that'll just be like i'll be happy i'll be a happy man then and then we're, we're sort of ready for the season and hopefully because obviously we've got burnley on i might as well talk about burnley a little bit we've got burnley on saturday having an early kickoff um mm. so i don't know whether hendo and tiago will be back i, I hope th- i'm I'm assuming they will be back in the squad for that one because I think I'm they, assuming they will be. They yeah. want to get them ready, won't they, for the following week against Chelsea? Because that's when we need them. Those two back in the midfield, and we need that. F- yeah. Hopefully, Hendo, Thiago, and Fab midfield for the Chelsea game. If we've got used the Burnley game as like a, a warm up game for that, then then we'll be sorted. Yeah, and that's yeah, of course, mate. But that, and that's obviously I know that that there's no disrespect to Burnley at all. Oh, but of course, you think yeah. you, you think without Hendo and Thiago, we still got a good enough team. Uh, to beat Burnley, and I think that's what it'll be. I think we might, if you know, the game goes the way it should do um, for us. You know, you might see Hendo and Thiago for the last sixty. Sorry, the last, the, the last thirty, last twenty, last ten, um, just to give them a bit of a run out, and then they'll still start against Chelsea. I firmly believe that. Um, I don't see Burnley getting a result at Anfield the same way they got last season. I just don't see that happening because we're a completely different side. Mentality's changed. That performance proves that. Um, but sticking with the Norwich result, I just think. The whole positivity around it was great. I thought Van Dyke's comments after the game were great. I really, really love that. Um, and I think that was he was so happy to be back, Van Dyke. You know, I love that. And and Klopp was happy the way the, uh, the squad had played and performed. And Alison had come out and, and spoke as well. Um, there was a, there was quite a funny thing. I was sat with Vinny uh, watching the game, um, and he said, and I, I'm not bringing us to, to to dog Vinny, but he brought up a really, really good point. So he was saying about Alisson saying, I'm, you know, everyone's started to come back now. Joe Gomez is coming back and Alice, uh, Van Dyke's back and all that sort of stuff. And then he, he threw Robbo in at the end and he said, you know, you know, can't wait to have Robbo back. And Vinny was like, that's quite disrespectful to Simicus that. And I, I said to him, I said, well, I get, you know, I, at first I was like, why are you calling Alisson a prick? Why are you calling, what's, what, what's, what are you going on about? And I, I, but I saw Vinny's point of view eventually because I think he was right because Costas, I think, had a very, very good game. He had a couple of mistakes, but I was very, very pleased with him. I just thought, yeah, fair play to Simicast. I thought that was a nice display, uh, considering the pressure he's under. So I think everyone can relax about left back now until Robbo comes back, can't they? Yeah, I think there was a there was one time with that Rashika had him on toast, and I was like, oh fucking hell! But <laughs> yeah. and then there was one another time where he took a ball down over Allison's head, dead calmly, but then gave it away like four seconds later, and Milner went up to him, slapped him in the face, and yeah. I'm like, get him, Millie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah he, he done well, didn't he? Like, well, yeah. get, got stuck in, always willing runner. I think that's what you need. I think the more that he watches Andy Robbo, I think that he's had a lot of time to do that. Let's not let's get, get it wrong where he's he's been injured and whatever. He's had a lot of time to s- sit there and go, this fella's amazing. And that, that's what I need to, I need to replicate that as best I can with the ability I've got to get in the team. And I think he's, he's shown that a little bit in the Norwich game. And obviously we're going to see him for, I mean, I think Rob will be back for the Leeds game only after the international break, so he's got at least another two games to to kind of show his worth. But I think he's on the he's on the right track, isn't he, in terms of that? Oh, hundred percent, mate. And let's uh, let's keep it going. But again, you know, fair play to to Costas for for stepping in and uh, and and putting a performance like he did, mate. So yeah, really, really pleased with it. And the way uh, United played, you know, 
again, Leeds just bent over and just said, just shove it up, just shove it up. It's fine. <laughs> just go in dry. It, it's fine. We're not, we're not yeah. asked. Um, so, you know, United will get um, a nice big excitement. But then they say they got the same big headed excitement when they beat Chelsea at the same time. Uh, they battered Chelsea on the opening day and it, and it went fucking downhill after that. So let's not get too excited for, for Manchester United and stuff like that. But big result uh, today uh, with City dropping points. That's a, that's a huge result. Um, already, you know, congratulations to Spurs and Nuno for doing that. Uh, who needs Harry Kane? I fucking hell. But that's massive for us, that because that that gives you again what goes back to the positivity after tonight. I'm even more excited for the season now because that after one game we're already ahead of City, which is yeah. you know you, you think if you finish ahead of City you're going to win the league. So exactly, and I think even like sticking with the City, well, we might as well have a chat about it. Like. The first 10-15 minutes, I was thinking, fucking hell, these are, these are very good. And obviously, they've got so many good players. And you look at the bench, and it's like nearly 400 mils worth of talent. And you're like, they've got De Bruyne and Rodri and just like players that can just change a game in the blink of an eye. And it's like, yeah, Spurs getting that result. But they deserved it, didn't they? Like the fans back in the stadium, give them that, which it's going to be a boost for everyone with that, with it for, after a year without yeah. having them. It's going to be an extra boost. Like Everyone's going to yeah. be proper, proper up for it. So... I just can't wait for uh, for Burnley now to to get back in, to get back in the ground and it's honestly it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing, isn't it? It is, mate. It's gonna be fucking unreal. I can't I can't fucking wait. And you know, credit to the way Norwich put on a bit of a show yesterday. The pre match build up and the fans were loud from from start to finish. Where you know sometimes you can get a crowd that's great for the the, the first fifteen and then good, all right for the last fifteen and then the middle it goes goes a bit quiet. But from start to finish yesterday, the crowd noise was was fantastic and it just shows that. Everyone was uh, was dead excited to come back. I was I was just missing Delia at half time. Going the best football sport, supporters in the world. Where are you? <laughs> so I was you know just waiting for that, but we didn't get yeah. that. So I was a bit good. Um, let's be having you. Yeah, let's be having you. But yeah, no mate. Uh, Burnley Burnley game's going to be going to be exciting because again, if we capitalise uh, at the early kickoff and put the pressure on the rest of the rest of the exactly. um, the teams around, it's going to it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. It's... Just pick up on that comment as well. Um, that uh, I made a red put in. Um, he's put uh, refs are a lot better this year. I just want to say uh, I thought that the way the game flowed, and a number of games have flowed over the weekend, uh, not just the, the Norwich game. I thought there was a number of uh, <laughs> Delia saving herself for, for, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that is true. Yeah. Uh, and Tom was absolutely spot on. We do deserve uh, to we all Burnley one for last season. Yeah. I just want to say that I think the way the games flowed already, I think they've had been a lot better. You know, in terms of like you said about the Pookie foul. Uh, well, was it a foul? Was it a foul before we scored our first goal? I think last would've season been given last year wouldn't it? Would have would have been given. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think the Euros has played a really big part on the league and the influence of another PGMO. I've had a lot of training over the summer. Um, of what not to do and what to do, so you know, it's it, it's it's been a big influence the Euros, mate. And I think you know the, a nice weekend, no controversial instance. We haven't spoken about VAR once. Whereas last season, Definitely. first first weekend, it's all everyone talked about because there was fuck up. So you know, fair play. Let's crack on and uh, and and uh, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good step going forward. Yeah, and I think even even on that game tonight with the City game, there was a lot of fouls where someone's went over. Uh, I think even Grealish fouled someone and he fell over and he was he had the cheek to go get up, lad. I was like, do you not, not know what you do forty eight times a, a, a game? Fall over. I mean, I know he does get fouled a lot, but he does go he does go over easily. So 
It's like fucking hell. The the, co- the, the pot calling the kettle black there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's on it. He's on it. But uh, yeah, Dan just put another comment there about it. He like fans being back is horrible for City. Creates chaos and takes away an element which is vital to how they play. Uh, I think Dan, it's no coincidence that they did so well last year with no fans, is it? Because they're more of a rob- robotic type team. They don't rely on on a ro- on an atmosphere like a Liverpool do. So that's going to obviously no. boost us immensely. Dan said that quite a bit, you know, and uh, you know Dan. Uh, has a lot of good comments, uh, and and Dan has said that quite quite often, and he's he's absolutely spot on. They shit themselves when they go away from home. But Tottenham's a public good ground; they haven't won in that stadium yet, have they? So it's quite funny. <laughs> Long may that continue. But um, who else has put a comment in there? Yeah, eighteen nineteen, eighteen ninety two Reds podcast. Nice ones for jumping in, lads. In all the ten games, not one draw, one draw on any game. Also, that's yeah. No, it's that. It's that. It's good. It's good. That's yeah. That's what we. That's what we want. <laughs> But um, yeah, well, well, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. When we'll have a little chat about um, a recent video about that fella on the book behind Jay. Um, yeah, Jay's new video, Copite Origins. Well, just I'll just keep talking for a second. There we go. <laughs> I can breathe right now. Yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. They work yeah. then. <laughs> they do, they do. My, my missus says I don't snore anymore. <laughs> <laughs> take it away, lad. Take it away with you, with the, with the oh, new vid. Fucking hell. Yes, um, so obviously we have uh, just uh, announced, well, say just announced, we've uh, we've recently launched uh, the Robbie Fowler uh, Copyright Origins episode two. Um, uh, so hopefully uh, a few of you guys have seen it already. I know a few of you have, and it's much appreciative um, that you have uh, watched it. Uh, I put a lot of fucking time and effort into it. I got, I got, took the feedback that I got from the Patrick Berger one, and just made this one uh, slightly better. Uh, but again, it's just it is a slog putting them together. But I do enjoy it, uh, and I, I do enjoy when people are leaving me comments and in, in, in the comment section on YouTube because it, it's great feedback, and I just love seeing it and. I was at a wedding on Thursday night and I'm just sat there and then all of a sudden I'm getting like notifications saying love this. I'm like, who the fuck's saying love this and getting loads of likes for it? And I clicked and it said, uh, well, actually, no, that was Thursday night, wasn't it? It was just a pair of eyes yeah. uh, when Robbie Fowler had seen it because it was coming soon. And then on Friday, he'd, uh, he'd watched it. Uh, so for Robbie Fowler to watch it is just fucking outrageous. So, so yeah, so you, you never know what types of conversations can come from that. So fingers crossed on that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, hope you. If anybody's again, some of the, you guys in the comments, uh, Tom, well, thanks very much, mate. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Eighteen ninety two saying well done as well. Thank you very much, boys, and Yuki as well. Really great job. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we, we're trying to do something different because uh, there's a lot of uh, YouTube content out there for, for Liverpool supporters. We're just trying to give you that that's something different um but also as well it's always good uh, to get you in the comments to let me know who you would like to see for episode three and the real is i'll always announce the next episode once the once the video hits a thousand views so if you want to know who episode three is share away to, to your friends to family your dogs cats everybody and uh, get those views up and, I'll, and all the comments in and i'll let you know who's episode three um yeah but also there's a couple of candidates for episode three i've not fully decided if someone wants to throw in um uh, a curveball of a, of a next candidate for episode three let me know in the comments and i will uh take it into consideration because it might be someone i haven't thought of yet but yeah going off off topic a little bit but thank you very much for uh for supporting me and my projects what with robbie fowler i appreciate it <laughs> well you know what you've you've done well you've put out two videos and both of them have seen it and watched it and liked it that's like 
Could you imagine that when you f- first started getting into the black hole when you start putting these videos together <laughs> and you're like, honestly, oh, no, what have I put it, myself into here? I swear to God, mate, it <laughs> takes over my fucking life putting them videos together. It really, honestly, I, I didn't, I underestimated how much fucking work that goes yeah. into it, especially when you know both players anyway, because they're my two favorite players of all time. So I knew a lot about them anyway, but there's still a lot of things you don't know. So like you're reading both books again. Uh, you know, you're doing your research on Patrick Berg and it does take a fucking age to write that script and then get all the images and the videos and ask for permission and all that sort of shit and then put it all together. So it is a slog, but I love it and I enjoy doing it. And it's great when everyone compliments me on it and it shows that they're not shit um, or not, or, you know, not not appalling. So it, it's great. It's it's nice. I appreciate it. But again, if, if there's anything I can do to improve, there's always a suggestion. Like someone suggested putting background music on. So I did that for the Robbie Fowler one. So. And I think it does. It it, it works quite well. And so yeah, it's it's always it's it's good fun. It's good fun. So eighty nine two said, let's do David and Gog. No problem. That'll probably be about a five minute video. So I can bash that out for you, boys. That's not a problem. Yeah. Um, do the, 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 the corner by Iago Aspas. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be an hour's worth of video. That because that'll be an hour's fucking rant. That's what that'll be. <laughs> Um, dogs would be here's his goal against Man United, here's his goal against yeah, Arsenal. Exactly. The end, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, I will be doing a bit of a giveaway as well. Um, off the back of, of these as well, uh, I'm going to be giving away uh, t- to 10 lucky people. We'll be getting a um, a crew wallpaper for your mobile phone or the home kit if you want one. And also as well, the Robbie Fowler 1993 away shirt as well. I will do you a, a kit wallpaper uh, with your name and number. So just let me know which one you want. I'm going to be doing a bit of a giveaway for that. I'll do that for 10 people uh, as well uh, very, very soon. So keep your eye out on the Twitter for that because um, some I, I gave away some uh, burger ones for when a uh, burger signed and they, they went down well and people asked me would they, would they do personalised ones? And I said I will. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll do that very very soon. Um, and then Andrea said the yeah, I go ask when I can do that on my tea break. Absolutely good. Uh, Igor Biscan from Tomo from Zero Zero. That's not a bad shout, that mate. Actually, not a bad shout because I've still got the footage of Igor Biscan in the changing room in Istanbul with his <laughs> cock out. So yeah, so I've, I've I've still got that footage. So we actually we could do that. Oh, what a guy! Well, I'd, I I don't even know who number three is yet because I mean I haven't spoken to Jay yet about it, but I'm sure I'll find out. I mean, if if he's decided, he might not have. But um, yeah, so. Well, who comments. would you like to see, Mick? Who would you like to see? Um, there's, there's a few. There's a few. I would like to see, uh, I think, Jamie Redknapp's an outside shout because I think maybe, obviously, his injuries and whatever, and he, he didn't maybe didn't quite, quite hit the heights, but he was, he was a favourite of mine when I was growing up. 1892 just put one there, Michael Owen, I think. I think see, that one's, right, so, one's got to be done by you especially. Mate, I don't know if it'd be three or seven or ten, yeah, but it's, it'll so, be there, won't it, at some Michael point? Michael Owen is a really good shout. Now, I wanted to do, I was tempted to do Michael Owen for number two. I really, really was. Um, just to, because I thought I'm being a bit selfish doing my two favourite players for the first two episodes. But Michael Owen is a very, very, very good shout because of the hero to villains thing. Um, I am very pro Michael Owen in terms of what he did for Liverpool. I've got over the United shit now. Um, I will put that across in the video when I do it. Um, but yeah, that would be very, very interesting. And if, if that would be quite funny if I could turn some people's opinions on Michael Owen. That'd be pretty cool. But I like that shout. That's that's going in the suggestion jar, Michael Owen. I am going to suggest that. I like that one. Well, just just from I mean, obviously I grew up watching Michael Owen and he was amazing. But just for me, when I do those, you know, filthy goals of the day on Twitter. Which yeah. just sometimes take over my life trying to find a fucking new one that hasn't been posted yet. When you watch back all the goals that he scored, my God, 
he was just unbelievable. He really was. He, he was, was just an absolute he sensation. Was. He was. And it's it, it was, mate. And do you know what? There's, it's a shame because it's a generational thing as well. There's a lot of people that didn't grow up, um, you know, knowing about Michael or sorry, watching Michael Owen as we did, as, yeah. you know, uh, and they only see him in, in the latter stage in the United chair and it's the whole, well, you know, I'm just going to jump on that bandwagon. So it'd be nice to put that together and try and people watch it and go, do you know what? Actually, in hindsight, he fucking did more for Liverpool than he's he's done against him, regardless of him, what he does in the punditry now. Forget that shit. But yeah. Oh, where's Jay gone? He's left me on my own. But <laughs> let's have a look at some of the other shouts anyway. So we've got Torres. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, but sorry. Go on, carry on. What, what else have we got? Who else have we got? No, I was just going to go through some of the comments that someone people, people put. Oh, on. Let's have a chat. Put Torres. Uh, Yash has put Alonso. John Moore, Hesky. You know what? That's a great shout. That's you know, a good shout. Because That's a really good like, shout. Owen thing. I think That's there's a, a really generation of people who think Hesky was shit. And I, I there think, is, isn't there? Strange. And that. I think it, it's kind of in my mind anyway. It's loosely linked to chaos, KSI on YouTube. When he used to do videos, he'd like scream Hesky, or like he'd he'd kind of insinuate that Hesky was like a useless striker. Because I mean, I used to watch his videos like back in the day a little bit, and I think it's kind of from that a little bit that, or maybe like with with maybe that the younger people maybe just didn't see him, maybe just saw a little bit. But he was actually like a really top player. Obviously, that he's he was more than the Firmino. Um, like holding up play and and let and letting other people around him do score the goals, but he did score his fair share. And I think he that Hesky own Hesky own partnership was was quality. Well, that's it. I mean, I touched on that in the Robbie Fowler documentary, didn't I? You know, that was one of the reasons why Elia was trying to boot um, thingy uh, Fowler out, just because he had that preference of of, of Hesky and Owen. And then Ahmed Reza said that he did so much work off the ball, which. You know, he was always the the route one Vestavel to Hesky to nod it down to, to a Fowler or an Owen or a Lippmann. And so, yeah, es- Hesky would be a really good one, to be fair. I like that. Uh, what else have we got as well? So, Tom was put, why are we even talking about this? It has to be Stevie G. The problem I've got with Stevie G, though, Tom, all right, is because the, the video would probably be about two hours long and everybody knows about Stevie G's story. Everybody. Everybody knows about it. So, I don't know if it would be... I mean, it might be eventually. I might do it eventually, but I think right now there's other stories to tell. I think because every, everyone knows about Stevie J, everyone loves Stevie J. You know, people can, everyone can tell his career. Heaven forbid, I might miss something um, and think, oh, you didn't put that in, you didn't talk about yeah. that. You know, so I have to, I'd have to think about that one, Tom, to be fair. But I think that'll be, that'll be down the line, that one. That'll be down well, the line. Inevitably, you'd, you'd have to condense that because, like you said, it would be too long. You'd have to condense it. Cause I think yeah, because that's a 17 year career. Five, was it? Follow was yeah, follow was forty five minutes. If you're getting over an hour and like anything over like an hour and fifteen. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> people watch be it to be fair. I doubt I mean there's some <laughs> hardcore people that support in these videos, which I love. Yeah. And if they want it, I'll give it them. Yeah, I, I really will. I would rather put it if you did an Owen one, you'd have to censor part, just have a black screen for a while. I think it, it definitely on about the uh the Owen uh when he went down to, to United there. I have asked him, but I th- I, I do know which one he was on about. What about coach Phil Thompson? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. I've I've thought about doing uh, a player from yesteryear. Definitely doing a, a legend one. Um, the, obviously, the, the one of the hardest things about doing a, a player from back then is you've not got a lot of 
other footage do you know what i mean because the way things are documented so you know there's lots of images about tom all there's, there's there's footage about his goals but there isn't like you know very good stuff to get so you might be doing the player a, dis a disservice but what i might do if we if we put like a, a poll up mick we'll put a four players up from the 70s 60s 70s and we'll just have a vote of the ones of, of the ones that i can get some decent stuff on and make it enjoyable because the main thing is i'd look i want to make sure that it's enjoyable for you guys but thompson's a great shout because we can definitely go into the coaching side of things because he was fucking brilliant as an assistant manager at liverpool he held the fort while julier was was ill god blessed him um so yeah he did it he did a good job and uh tom was just funny since he's uh since he left the club and he was uh at sky sports so i think tomo we could get away with tomo more as a coach definitely so i think that'd be good uh john moore said i loved hesky one of my favorite players so that's a, that's a, a, another another good vote there uh i play football for four years emmy lesker's cousin craig honestly emil's excellent right so you now what you need to do is uh put us in touch with craig so we can speak to him <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there you go and then Dan's put said, yeah, KSI, but Capella bring him into, into a shit and boring England team. Yeah, I agree with that, mate. Yeah, too. Uh, okay, do it as a number eight then. So do you mean like, yeah. Tomo, do you mean like... Episode what, what, oh, okay, do it as episode eight. Is that what yeah, he meant? Yeah. Right, okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just put uh, Stevie J, but dream come true for Mick and Jay and the Cop Out podcast followers. Okay. Well, my dream come true with Berger and, uh, and Fowler, mate, and the, the ultimate hat-trick would be Michael Owen if he sees the documentary as well, but... Uh, yeah, Stevie G. Uh, well, we've had two votes for there as well. Uh, Titi Kamara. That's a not not a bad shout. Not a bad shout to put together. Uh, Lucas. Lucas has been spoken about. Lucas. We yeah. we we had a long conversation about Lucas of what point to do. Lucas. Lucas would be a very very good shout. I'm loving these suggestions. I'm loving these. Stevie G. Stevie G will get done, no doubt. I just we'd have to think about how long that that one would be. But I'm loving Lucas shout. I think Heskey's up there. Someone mentioned Sammy Hippier uh, the other week. Uh, I yeah. think Sammy Hippier was a really, really good shout. You know, I'm loving that sort. Of, even someone said McAteer as well. McAteer, you know, I, I love yeah. McAteer. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yep. Yeah. See you later, boys. Take care of yourselves. Nice one, fellas. Um, yeah, I think I think like a Heskey or a, a Lucas would be good because they were maybe underappreciated, especially Lucas. The, the fact that he came to the club as like a box-to-box -box midfielder. And then yeah. he was kind of he was written off, weren't he? Completely. I think even myself watching him going, I don't think he's he's quite gonna cut it here. Then ends with up with his uh, his his Hanson haircut. <laughs> yeah. Mbop. Mbop and down the down the uh, down the wing. Down the pitch. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the goal against having Waterlooville, and I think he just he had to change what his whole style, didn't he? To to just be a defensive mid and I remember like games against City where he was absolutely dominating Yaya Torre, and I was thinking this fella's a an absolute beast. So I think that one would yeah. be that's like a yeah, it's like a Hendo story where he came and was wrote off, and then he kind of flourished and and, and, and turned into one of one of our favourites. So that would be definitely a good a good little yeah, story. Yeah, well. I like that one. Been that be a nice story to tell that. Oh, John's was put a belter. Uh, oh, Danny Agger, yeah. that's a that's a fucking great shout. <laughs> Yeah, should we just yeah. keep doing this all night just so you can? Yeah, just it's just giving me names like Diddy Aman. Do you know what I mean? Diddy Aman, is, and again, there's another great show. He drinks, he smokes pot, and he fucking wins us a European Cup. So, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that'd be fucking brilliant. That one, so, Fat Allison has said, Love Owen, but if he has to come on as a special guest, swerve him with BT Sport, anything to go by. I would, I would never ever swerve Michael Owen wanting to come on this podcast. I've, I've, we said to Mick, didn't we? Like the three people that would for me, it'd be uh, Fowler, Berger, and Owen. 
uh, getting them on the podcast. So I, I wouldn't swear him. <laughs> Definitely not. I think yeah, I think he's just he was just a terrific footballer. When he is, he's obviously a bit of a boring bastard when he's on commentary. I think we can all we can all. Admit oh yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. We? Fucking yeah. hell! It's like saying like oh, if they if they have a shot, they might score, and just like just shut up, Michael. Just yeah, fucking hell. just saying dead boring stuff. Risa? Why is a football he can't do it? Didn't think Carissa. Carissa didn't cross me, man. That's another fucking good shout, yeah, yeah. That's another good shout. Absolutely. Another, good another, shout. another bargain. Another bargain. Another bargain. Yeah. Oh, I could do this all night. It's fucking brilliant. Mate, we've done 45 <laughs> minutes. Let these people go home. Yeah. Sorry, mate. No, no it's just a nice little 20 minutes there on um, it's ideas lovely, for yeah, the next video. It's, it's fucking, I appreciate it, boys and girls. I really, really do because, like I said, the, the, your feedback is important of who you are. I'm not going to fucking put a video together for a play you're not going to want to listen to. Uh, or talk about or, or hear me talking about and put it together so it's got to be someone who you're into but some great suggestions there and i really really appreciate it but again thank you so much for for what you've done so far in terms of robbie Fowler. i think if you've not watched it yet uh please watch it and uh, please share it and uh, please retweet it and um, say how fucking good it is and how awesome jay is uh, putting these fucking videos together yeah sorry <laughs> yeah I was, well I was, that's how I was going to end it I was just going to say go and give that a watch obviously we've just gave it a nice little bit of time there so you, if you haven't seen it go and do it um, and yeah we'll be back <laughs> fucking hell and coming with Darren Potter oh my god what a shout that is uh, fucking hell two shouts ben, for Dan as well Ben, ben, ben Diomed he's, he's episode oh, three Diomed's <laughs> a fucking world cup winner why wouldn't you do that <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm getting out of here because these comments are just going to keep coming in, and I'm going to want to keep talking about them. So I do. Love, <laughs> love everybody to death. Out of here, yeah. If you haven't um, gone and watched it, go and do that. We'll be back um, very soon. Burnley's on Saturday, so hopefully Thursday or Friday night we'll do a little preview of that, and then straight after for the um, hopefully another another Boss Liverpool win. But nice one for watching again. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, nice one for listening. Um, drop us a like and a subscribe on the video if you liked it, and we'll see you all again next time. Podcast Network.